Hey everyone, welcome to the Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. So today's episode is an audio transcription of my most recent blog post, and this is all about substances and why we use and abuse substances. And I was inspired to write this after the 4th of July weekend. Um, We had such a fun time up here in Maine. Uh, My sister had like 10 of her friends camping in the back field. I went to this really fun music filled party. Um, Yes, it's a little crazy in the middle of coronavirus, but I think we're all kind of figuring out what's appropriate right now. Um, But it was really fun. But at the same time, one of the main things I really caught on to was how much everyone was so dependent on substances and i think i found maybe two or three people in the midst of the whole weekend that were actually clear and intentional and kind of at peace with everything and and the rest of the time i was noticing that people were just really overindulging and kind of poisoning themselves especially with alcohol um, and even psychedelics to the point of you know people having kind of breaks and um you know, it, it was just very eye-opening. So I'll just read this for you guys because I know sometimes it's easier to listen to something instead of read a long blog post. So I had quite an eye-opening weekend. It was the first time being around larger groups of people in a long time, and perhaps that allowed me to be more observant of our collective behavior. People are so beautifully multifaceted and complex, and each one of us has a shadow self that really yearns to be addressed, integrated, and released in cycles. And with all of the festivities going on, it became very apparent just how dependent so much of our society is on substances, whether that be alcohol, marijuana, cigarettes, psychedelics, you name it. And I find that those of us who go the most overboard with substances are those of us who have yet to truly face those shadow selves. And I really know that from experience. I mean, five years ago, I might have been the type of girl to get incoherently drunk or trip for days at a time just to escape the reality of who I was or who I am. But now that I'm in my mid-20s, I've come to understand substances more as pacifiers, ways in which to forget about and suppress those subconscious wounds, maybe too afraid to look directly at ourselves and who we've become. Each substance carries its own kind of entity that we connect with when we ingest it as well. On special occasions, the entity can be healing, like herbal medicines come to mind, psychedelics come to mind when we use that for upgrading. But as I get older, I'm finding that substances more often connect us with this unacknowledged darkness or pacifies that. And we can all imagine what a person starts to look like after abusing meth, for example, right? This is a really extreme example, but it's so clear. Like we can really imagine what a person looks like after that kind of abuse. And it's like this person takes on the entity of meth, losing their authenticity and becoming a host to a darker force, which is almost parasitic. So you catch my drift. Um, On a side note, since we're talking about substances and mentioning psychedelics, I truly believe that psychedelics like LSD, mushrooms, ayahuasca, peyote, etc. are medicines that really have a transformative healing effect. I've had some of the most profound experiences in my life, particularly with LSD, that have changed me for the better as a human being 
and connected me more deeply to the earth, the universe, humans, community. And in fact, I think if everyone took psychedelics just once in their life, our world would be a better place. It's like the fourth wall of reality drops and you can see the world in a more authentic and loving way. Like you can imagine looking at um, a stage and the actor turns to the audience and speaks directly to the audience. And that's the kind of break of the fourth wall that I'm referring to. Like you connect with this other dimension and, and it all melds into one kind of, and you feel that way. Uh, when you're connecting with nature or animals or each other, or even looking in the mirror, you realize how cosmic you are and how connected the whole world is. So I definitely want to mention the profound healing effects of psychedelics in that way. But I also want to acknowledge that it's also easy to go overboard with substances like that as well. I've gone overboard with LSD particularly. I had months in college where I would be taking LSD back to back for days. Um, it almost inhibited me from graduating on time. Like, you know, you can just go too far. And especially when psychedelics aren't used intentionally and for the sake of healing and growth, that's when they can do more harm than good. So I've developed this really deep sense of respect for plant medicines and now really only use them on special occasions with very clear intentions, maybe once a year. Um, yeah, so I wanted to mention that too because I think plant medicines are super powerful and I do find them to be extremely different than you know hard alcohol, um, cocaine, for example, just like kind of more synthetic substances almost. So I also want to turn our attention to addiction while we're here because so many of us can find ourselves addicted to substances over the course of our lives, like alcohol, even marijuana along the way, sometimes without even realizing it. And even though weed is not known to be addictive, I definitely went through a few years where I had to smoke like at least three times a day to function. So I definitely do think it can be addictive, even though that's a plant medicine. Um, I think the act of smoking and inhaling like that can be very uh, addictive and habit forming. And addiction goes way beyond willpower too. It comes down to neuroscience and understanding how we create new neural pathways. And I want to offer up this quote. It's from Dr. Hitoshi Miruaka. I hope that I pronounced that right. He's an associate professor of neuroscience at the University of Texas at Austin. And he says, as individuals continue with addictive habits or substances, the brain adapts. It tries to reestablish a balance between the dopamine surges and normal levels of the substance in their brain. To do this, neurons begin to produce less dopamine or simply reduce the number of dopamine receptors. The result is that the individual needs to continue to use drugs or practice a particular behavior to bring the dopamine levels back to normal. Individuals may also need to take a greater amount of drugs to achieve the high, which is called tolerance, of course. So he's talking about dopamine and just keeping our sense of feeling good way up. And with this understanding of how these neural pathways are created and where our dopamine hits are coming from, we can put ourselves back in the driver's seat here and we can acknowledge that it's possible to rewire our minds to release these addictions. And we can create new circuits to include higher vibrational thoughts and ways of being. And this is where we get into meditation because when we meditate, we engage our subconscious in the theta state. And in this state, we can discover the root cause of our want or need for harmful substances. And we can work through the underlying issues that drive us to use them in the first place. 
And furthermore, meditation lowers cortisol levels. It helps us relieve stress. It enhances our immune system. It allows us to release toxins and it alters our mood in a positive way. And furthermore, when we're in the subconscious state, we're in this state where we can be comfortable letting things come to the surface and bubble up. And we're also in a quiet place where we can even allow that to happen without all this outside noise. And I'm currently doing Lacey Phillips program called The Pathway right now, which is a year long experience with reprogramming our subconscious belief systems to reroute ourselves in a place of self-worth and boosting confidence so that we don't rely on anything else to establish our worth or our happiness like it's innate. And all of us are capable of doing that. You don't need to go through a program like I'm doing. I'm just doing that for research and just up level more deeply. But I mean, even if you can just sit in a daily meditation practice and allow yourself to just be with yourself, stuff is naturally going to come up and you're naturally going to be able to work through that stuff. And again, I'm sure you've heard it before, but maybe not. Meditation doesn't mean that we have to quiet our minds at all or like that thoughts are bad. In fact, I think it's really helpful to allow our thoughts to come in and release any resistance to try to like shut it off. Because when we allow our thoughts to come through like that, we can really observe ourselves uh, from an objective perspective and really understand what the common patterns are. And then as we come out of meditation and maybe journal, we can say, oh, these are things that are really cycling through my brain right now. And maybe I can choose this better feeling, or maybe I can focus on a mantra next time that helps me to balance that out. So, you know, meditation is powerful just in sitting with yourself. So I just wanted to throw that out there that there's no need to be intimidated by a meditation practice. It can be as simple as just you know, setting a little timer for 10 minutes before you go to bed or when you wake up anytime during the day, really, and just allowing yourself to sit because it's crazy how rare it is to find 10 minutes during the day when you're not looking at your phone or you're not talking to somebody or you're not, you know, engaging in some activity. It's really, it's really special. Um, you know, dedicating myself to a daily meditation practice has saved my life and really preserved my joy. I have gone through, you know, bouts of extreme depression um, to the point of almost ending my life as a teenager. And, you know, I think that is kind of crazy common. You know, I think a lot of our spiritual healers and teachers have also hit that brink or gotten close to the edge of just not wanting to be here anymore because we feel out of control. And then when we realize that we have all of the power of the universe inside of us and we are creating our own realities with our belief systems, um, that's when things change. And it literally was like flipping a switch over the course of a couple months for me when I started to get curious and learn about this. So I know that this blog post is about substance and abuse, but the underlying message here is what's going on that's causing our society to use in the first place? Is it this unacknowledged darkness? And when we can acknowledge that darkness and accept it and embrace it and love it, you know, work with our shadow selves and honor and respect it and transmute it and learn from it, that's when things really start to change. And that's when we don't need to rely on any kind of substances anymore. So I just want to remind you today that no matter what you've been through, you are whole, you're worthy, and you are enough exactly as you are. And I know it can be easy to pacify ourselves and push away the parts of us that scare us the most, 
but that is exactly where the healing is. You have the universe in your cells and all of the power in the world to heal yourself simply with your breath and your mind. So if you find yourself overindulging, perhaps ask yourself why? What is the root cause of that desire to forget or to black out? And be gentle with yourself, forgive yourself, and be brave enough to dive deep. Perhaps you're already there doing that inner work. Amazing. Or perhaps you're reminded of a buddy who might need your help. And maybe this can spark a, you know, a deeper conversation between you and one of your friends. So I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this community. Um, You can find me on Instagram at HelenDenim underscore. You can go to HelenDenim.com to find all the good stuff, blog posts, podcast episodes, information about mentorship, whatever you need. And I'd love to hear from you. And if you feel called to leave a review on iTunes, I would be so grateful. And yeah, love you. Have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you soon.